Welcome to the Grad School Sucks podcast, the show for grad students who want to survive grad school and thrive in their career afterwards. I'm your host, Matt Carlson, and today I'm continuing the series where I'm going solo and talking about the transition from PhD to industry. We will be back with our interview style podcast on March 2nd. That is two weeks away. So you have one more week of listening to me solo, and then we'll get back to those interviews. So last week we covered resumes, and this week we were going to talk about informational interviewing, which is the foundational step of a job search in industry. But before I get to that, I want to put out a plug for stickers. I am releasing different styles of stickers every month, and this month I am releasing some that are themed around study habits. So if you occasionally procrastinate and you like to work under pressure, I think you'll get a kick out of the stickers for this month. I'll have a link in the uh, description of this episode that you can click and sign up for email reminders. And you're going to want those because these stickers are going to be released next week, Wednesday at noon Eastern. And I only have 25 or 26 of them, 26 packs. And once those are sold out, they're gone. I'm not going to reprint them. So sign up for email alerts for stickers if that's something you're interested in. And on to today's conversation. So this will be a short one, but uh, I think you'll get a lot out of it. Informational interviewing. That's not something that a lot of people talk about in academia. At least that's not something that I heard much about when I was in academia. The informational interview is essentially a conversation, a casual conversation, where you seek information about a job role or title, about a field or industry, or maybe even a specific company from someone with more experience than you. And you may be asking yourself, why would I be doing informational interviews? Well, you don't know what you don't know. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a grad student, you're probably in your doctoral program, you're finishing up some publications, you're thinking about your dissertation, and you've got the job market coming up on the horizon. In case you didn't know, the academic job market is not that great. Hasn't been that great for a while, isn't getting any better, and honestly, most grad students end up in industry regardless of whether or not they plan to. So, informational interviewing is the bridge that you can take from your uh, life in the cult of academia, where pretty much all you know and learn about is academic, and the life after academia, where most grad students go, which is industry, where you get uh, jobs, jobs that have good pay, decent work-life balance, and can be super interesting. Informational interviews connect you with people who are already in industry and can give you the insights you need to know which kind of a job you'd be interested in and how you can get that job. So they give you insight. They also build your professional network because you are connecting with folks and of course you're going to be charming and you come across really great and you respect their time and you say thank you. And so it'll build these good connections that you can have whenever you're ready to actually jump onto the job market and start applying to jobs because then you'll have people on your team who are cheering you on, which is awesome. Most jobs are actually uh, acquired by people with internal referrals. So they knew someone in the company or on that team, and that helped them secure that job. So relationships are super important in industry. 
They are in academia, of course, but in industry they are very important, and most career experts say that you should be spending an equal amount of time to networking as you do to applying to jobs. And informational interviews are a great way to network. And the last reason you should be doing informational interviews are because they can help you with your own documents. Sorry, I'm gonna grab some water. They can help you with your own documents, specifically your resume, and I'll get to that in a little bit. So the first question we come to is, how do we find these people? The thing that I recommend people do is uh, first, obviously, consider your own professional network. Maybe, maybe you know more senior grad students who have gone on to industry, and maybe you've lost touch with them, but you still remember that they were like, you know, the fifth year in the lab when you were a first year, and now they've got this job over in, I don't know, Silicon Valley or something, and you remember, oh, hey, I should reach out to them and talk. That is an obvious win. Uh, definitely reach out to them. But I think most people are going to be in the position where they don't have contacts in industry and you have to make them. And so to make them, we head on over to LinkedIn. Make sure you've got a decent LinkedIn account. Upload a good photo where people can actually see your face because that builds trust in that you're a real person and not like a bot or something. Um, and so get on LinkedIn and literally type in PhD in, and then you fill in the blank. You put in whatever your degree or field is, PhD in anthropology. And it will come up with a list of things. It'll come up with posts related to that or that use that phrase. It'll show you people who have PhD in anthropology in their, uh, the title of their like LinkedIn title, whatever that's called. Um, it'll show you groups of folks who are related to anthropology. And this will basically give you connections to people that of course you don't know, but have a similar background to you. Another way to do it is to add, if you already know what job you want to go in, you can add, you know, PhD in anthropology, UX design. And then that'll hopefully specifically narrow you down into people who've gone into UX design and have a PhD in anthropology. That's how you find the people. And you're going to want to find quite a few. So go ahead and make a list. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. A lot of the people won't have time. Some people will never respond. And some people just don't want to do it. But many people will. And I found that particularly when they know that you're a grad student and you don't even necessarily have to be from the same field, but if they know that you're a grad student and that you want to go into industry, most of these people are very open to giving you their time, which is awesome. So find them on LinkedIn, reach out to them. You literally could craft a template message uh, that says something to the effect of, I found your profile on LinkedIn and I thought it'd be great to network with you. I see that we have this uh, PhD in common and I'd be interested in learning about your role at XYZ company, and I would appreciate 15 to 20 minutes of your time to ask you some questions. If you're available to speak with me, please let me know, blah, 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 blah. Something to that effect. It doesn't have to be super fancy. And like I said, most people are gonna be open to it. If they have an active LinkedIn where they're actually paying attention to their messages, you'll probably get, if you send five of these messages, you'll probably get two or three people that are like, yeah, absolutely. Let's have a, a coffee chat. Let's say you've got five or 10 of these people that actually said yes, awesome. Now let's move on to actually doing this informational interview. 
A couple things to think about are that you should have questions ahead of time. Don't show up and just kind of expect them to hand you information on a silver platter. You know, ask them everything from what is their job like? What is their day-to-day -day in their job? How did they get the job and what was the transition from academia to industry like for them? What are the things that you should be thinking about as a current grad student, you know, in their experience? What should you be thinking about in terms of preparing yourself for going into industry? All of these questions are great and they take the pressure off the person that you're interviewing to uh, feel like they kind of have to carry the conversation. You want them to show up and have like a great experience with you because you want them to be a cheerleader for you whenever you're ready to start applying for jobs. Maybe they will have an opening on their team or in their company and they can provide an internal referral and basically earmarking you to the recruiter that you are someone who should be looked into. Your application should be considered. A few other things. One, respect their time. Uh, I think I, I find that folks in grad school can be very giving, especially because many people have, uh, you know, some mixed emotions on like grad school and what that process was like and maybe an unexpected transition to industry. And most folks are very open to giving their time and energy to current grad students because they totally understand what that part of life was like. What you don't want to do is to overstay your welcome. So if you said 20 minutes, you know, try to hold it to 20 minutes. If the person you're interviewing is pressing the conversation past that time point, you can even ask like, hey, do you have a hard stop? You know, I want to respect your time, etc. Make sure that they leave the conversation feeling great about uh, the conversation with you. So definitely respect their time. One thing that you should not do, do not spend the time trauma dumping and it can be so <laughs> appealing to do that because you finally found someone who's who's made it to the other side and they know what your struggle may have been like in grad school and you know you have one two or three bad or tough experiences maybe even current experiences in grad school that you want to connect with them on that's that's not going to leave them feeling like uh, it was a great experience. And you may walk away without the information that you wanted because you may spend all this time telling them about the difficulties you're currently facing and uh, not get the information that you want. And then they walk away feeling kind of like, I don't I don't know what to think of that. And again, they'll understand, but that's not the best use of uh, your all's time together. So. Make sure you, you can, of course, share your story if it feels relevant. And of course, if they ask, you know, answer whatever they want to know. Um, but definitely, you know, hold back. Uh, if you're in a tough situation, try to hold back whatever pressure you feel to just kind of like spill your guts about how crappy grad school can be. No trauma dumping. So again, have good questions, respect their time. Lastly, ask how you can add value. You probably won't be able to in most ways, but uh, it, it's a courtesy and it shows that you know it's not necessarily just a one-sided street and that you value them as a human, you value them um, with their time. One thing that I recommend whenever you are wrapping up informational interviews, if this person that you're interviewing is someone that you uh, respect and you are interested in following in that 
same kind of a career path, I think it's very valuable to, if you feel like you have a good connection, ask if you can borrow their resume. Ask if they can send you a PDF of their resume. And you could do it in the actual conversation, or you could do it maybe in an email follow-up afterwards. Uh, but either way you do it, you're probably going to need to redo your materials because you are pro you probably have a CV, and that CV is just not going to cut it in industry. And so you're going to have to rehash that document into something that actually makes sense to a recruiter in industry. So ask if you can have their resume. Now, I, I would do this for as many people as you uh, you can because you're going to want to see maybe three, four, or five resumes of people in the field that you're wanting to go in, hopefully who have the specific job title that you want, because that will give you a lot of information about the commonalities between uh, resumes in that field. I myself have found that when I looked specifically at research-oriented jobs, either market research, UX research, there is a specific kind of layout and feel that the the resumes have, and I had no idea until I just asked people if I could have their resume. So ask people if you can have their resume. That pretty much wraps up our conversation about informational interviewing. Again, it's a casual conversation where you're just seeking out information about a job or a field or a company from someone who has more experience than you. Again, find these people on LinkedIn. You can literally search on LinkedIn, PhD in anthropology, and see who comes up. Remember to bring good questions, respect their time, don't trauma dump on them, and then ask how you can add value, even if you probably can't. It's still a good courtesy to do and get their resume if you think it's gonna be valuable in terms of preparing your own materials for being on the job market. Okay, so that sums up our podcast for today. I hope you are doing some informational interviewing if you are interested in transitioning to industry. Again, career experts say spend as much time recruiting, or as much time recruiting, as much time networking as you do uh, applying to jobs, one-to-one. -one. Networking, will win over just spamming resumes and applications out any day. So get those informational interviews in and uh, keep on trucking. And I will see you next week for the last solo short episode with me on the podcast before we are going back to interview style podcasts. Thank you all for listening. Leave a rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and have a great day. See you all next time.